In this episode of the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, we have a day of vision expanding awesomeness. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. No trifling drama in this entry. It's all about taking five students and the Spelling Bee sponsor to the Sundial Restaurant at the Atlanta Peachtree Weston Hotel. What an awesome experience. The elevator was awesome. And even though the day was overcast and somewhat foggy, it was still an awesome experience had by all. We took John and KC and Jason, Amanda and Chelsea. I also took the Spell and Be sponsor and my gifted teacher, Ms. Keith, who also had an awesome time watching our kids' vision literally get expanded. So that's about 12 seconds worth of journal entry, and the rest of it is going to be reflection, baby. So let's get into it. First, I I sit here 15 years later, and I'm still inspired by the 60 Minutes report with Lorraine Monroe, who was the principal at the time of the Frederick Douglass Academy in Harlem. And in that 60 Minutes expose on her leadership one of the things she talked about was expanding the vision of her students. And she did so by raising money to send them overseas to Egypt and South Africa and uh, Paris. And her, her quote was, and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it some, was, you know, when, when her students go to college and uh, a classmate says, oh, we visited the Eiffel Tower last year. She wanted her kids to be able to say, oh, yes. The day we went, it was raining. Was it raining when you went? And I love that. So this entry was about me trying to replicate that. Now, we didn't have the funds. We didn't raise the kind of funds to be able to send our kids overseas. But my district was 20 minutes from the center of Atlanta. And we had lots of kids who'd never seen the Atlanta skyline. Like, they thought their whole world was the few blocks around them in Clayton County and that that just blew my mind I had the same experience um, in Muskegon Michigan several years ago where I mean we were just a handful of miles from Lake Michigan which looks like a freaking ocean and there was some dirty pond there in the uh, near the school in Muskegon and most kids refer to that bootleg body of water and had never seen Lake Michigan. So while this wasn't sending our kids to South Africa, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to leverage the spelling bee winner. And at that time we were doing a traditional spelling bee. And then I wanted to expand it, you know, Casey won the spelling bee, but I wanted to invite more students. So I gave him the option of inviting a few of his friends and then I wanted to invite a few, a couple of kids who 
typically would never be invited to something like this to expand their vision as well. So we had five total. It was fantastic. Um, I tried to arrange for like a limo ride, but in the end, you know, myself and our gifted teacher, we just washed our cars really well and put some tire shine on those on those tires and drove the kids into the city to the um, the Sundial Restaurant, which much like you know before the before 9/11, the Twin Towers had a revolving restaurant at the top of one of the towers called Windows on the World. I know this because that's where my prom was. And uh, Atlanta has a similar setup at the Westin Peachtree Hotel. If you see any kind of skyline of Atlanta on television or in magazines or online, there's like a cylindrical, you know, building that is always part of the skyline, and that is the Westin. So we had, we arranged for reservations. Uh, the folks at the Westin knew who their audience was and how this is a great opportunity. They bent over backwards. I mean, the servers could not wait to, to wait on us. It was just fantastic. So not only did we have kids who not seen the Atlanta skyline, but, you know, didn't know much about, you know, putting a napkin in your lap and, I remember conversations about why are there two forks on this table? It was just fantastic. We, we, we had several courses. Oh, they gave us a discount. It was it was just phenomenal. And all the while, the, the restaurant is revolving, you know, at a low pace where you're able to look out your, you know, 40 foot high window and see different parts of Atlanta. It was it was literally vision expanding. And I can tell you, in hindsight, that experience led to the formation of some mentoring groups at our school. It was it was just something else, man. It was I'm I'm, I'm really proud of that and um, feel really great about it. You know, I I needed for these kids to understand that their their world goes beyond you know Terra Boulevard. So my challenge for you, my question for you, is this: like what? What are you doing to expand the world of your students? And I'm giving a little special note to those schools who are that school because we got to do more than just identify adversity. Like we, you know, listen, did, did we, were there some unfair circumstances going on at that school? Of course, you know, the system of haves and have nots and, you know, we would have gum on the bottom of someone's old shoe, our school was. And, you know, we had to really advocate to be seen and be given some of the same things that other schools got. I get all that. And, um, you know, there were some inequitable circumstances around resources that were distributed. I get all that. And I, we call that stuff out. And I wanted to talk about it. But at the same time, I want to do something about it as well. See, it's not enough to just talk about adversity and point out inequity and point out racism. Like all, I get it. But at the same time, these kids are in the here and now. And with the umbrella of these circumstances, what is it I can do to move things in the right direction? I didn't solve inequity. I didn't solve poverty. You know, I didn't solve anyone's circumstances that day, but I also, I don't believe in sitting and wallowing in inequity or, um, you know, injustice. 
because that's kind of where to again you follow my work you're kind of moving over into that victimhood kind of ran i i won't do victim i won't do victim so all the time we were the the, the, the worst performing school in the district and looked down upon and all that good stuff you know I'm still I still got a crown up there talking about, you know, we're going to be a world class school. There's going to be a line around the block with parents, you know, waiting to enroll their kids here. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of parents lying about their residency and bringing in bills from their auntie and Paul Paul to try to pretend they live in our district to get to our school. You know, it's not enough to shout out inequities. It's not enough to, to talk about what's going on, you know. Of course, things on a larger scale needed to improve, but I was always grappling with the question, what can we improve right here at a, at a local level, at a local level? And so in the end, in the end, while there are always going to be systemic changes that need to be made, there are always going to be issues that the system needs to address. It is not enough for you to sit and point at those issues or shout out those issues and do nothing else. There are always things you can do locally, always. And we leverage the hell out of that as often as we could, as many times as we could. And this day was one of those days where, I mean, you'd have thought it was a, a well-to-do school and a well-to-do area from the suburbs coming into the city to celebrate at the Sundial restaurant in Atlanta, but nope. It was our little raggedy ass school that no one thought of or gave a damn about. That we were gonna transform from the inside out because that's how real cultural change occurs. The next episode of the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, I had to learn to find comfort in discomfort. As always, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Be sure to tune in for the next episode. Please share with a neighbor, friend, or colleague so they too can get a dose of this buttery baritone as I go through my leadership journey, explain how I screwed things up and sometimes got a thing or two right. But in the end, here's the message I want to leave you with. No matter what's going on in your personal life or professional life, when you wake up on the right side of dirt, you playing with house money, baby. You playing with house money. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.